1: Greetings and welcome to the Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. I'm Dina Marie Hale and today we have special opportunity to reflect more on the World Youth Day event that happened this year in Lisbon, Portugal. Wanted to have an opportunity to talk with Lexi Torres who actually organized the event for the Archdiocese as well as one of the pilgrims. I love to talk about traveling with our Lord and our Lady Archbishop. And so we're going to extend our conversation. Yeah,
2: this is fun. We got, we got guests in the studio. This two. Is,
1: <laughs> two guests. So as we anticipate this time to talk about being a, pil- a pilgrim on the journey, we're journeying with Christ, and he meets us where we need to be met. And so would you help open with prayer?
2: Certainly. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Father, we give you praise and thanks for all the ways that you bless us, so many ways each day. We thank you, especially, Father, for the blessing that this World Youth Day was in Portugal and for all of the lives that uh, you were able to touch through that event. We ask you to be with us in our broadcast today as we discuss this and share our experiences there at World Youth Day, that it may touch the hearts of our listeners and inspire them a greater love for you and for, for their neighbor. And all this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to Thee. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, with us in studio, we do have Chris Dohanick, who is currently the president of YCP Young Catholic Professionals Portland, also a lifelong member of Christ the King Catholic Church and School in the in the Milwaukee area. And then Lexi Torres, who is involved with our youth adult. And young adult ministry programs here within the Archdiocese of Portland, but really headed up all of the details, all the things you don't really want to worry about. Lexi did all the heavy she lifting. She did all the work. <laughs> and so, Lexi, I'm glad to have you here. And as we start talking about preparing young adults to go on pilgrimage, again, this isn't a trip where you just travel and have fun. This is really, this is a test uh, of faith. I think it stretches us in our faith. Share with us a little bit about just preparing to to make this trip with pilgrims, working with Archbishop Sample, but really having to be able to prepare people to go on this journey mm-hmm. in Lisbon.
3: Well, if I did the heavy lifting, I think Archbishop, you did the spiritual lifting. So <laughs> thank you for lifting us up spiritually throughout the pilgrimage. But something we really focused on as we prepared our pilgrims for World Youth Day was how was the Lord inviting them? How all of them were called to this pilgrimage. They were all invited. By the Lord, maybe they saw something on Marty Radio about the World Youth Day, or in their parish bulletin. But truly, the Lord placed that call in their heart. So we really wanted them to take the time and pray about what what grace the Lord was inviting them to receive while on pilgrimage. We also wanted to remind them it's a pilgrimage, so there's going to be suffering, there's going to be hardship. It's not going to be easy. But that's going to help us prepare for everyday life when we return, because life every day is also not easy. So how can we lean on the Lord, lean on one another during those times? So we had a large emphasis on just focusing on that call from the Lord, but then also that that joyful suffering.
1: I think it's so important to prepare people, but also... We just encounter the Lord, and on these opportunities, it's a pretty unique opportunity, and I want to invite Chris to just share what led you, Chris, to decide, I'm going to go on a pilgrimage to (laughs) Lisbon with the Archbishop, but with another group of young people, your same age group, to have this opportunity to travel.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that was an experience that I've never had before was going on a pilgrimage with other young people. I've gone on vacations with my family. I've studied abroad in in Europe before, but I'd never done something that was specifically designated for young people. Um, to go on a pilgrimage together and especially to World Youth Day. And I thought, you know, for my age, my life situation, that maybe this was, you know, one of those li- once in a lifetime opportunities. And so and, you know, there's very something very special about having that one on one time with our own shepherd as well. So, of course, I was looking forward to that. Um, And gained a lot from that as well. But yeah, just definitely once in a lifetime opportunity. And also I was looking forward to the bonding with other young people too. And the age ranges really came anywhere from high school to later 20s. And so um, just to get to know those groups of people a lot more as well.
1: One of the phrases that came from Lexi, Archbishop, was joyful suffering. (laughs) And maybe you can reflect a little bit as you think about some of the different stages of just getting everybody on the plane and then arriving there. And you also spent some time at Fatima. So also that was a whole other part of the experience. But was there joyful suffering?
2: Absolutely. You know, I I, I was joking with Lexi uh, earlier that, you know, now that there's some distance between us and that suffering, we can maybe take a little bit more joy in it. But, you know, I I made a conscious, this was my fourth World Youth Day, and I made a conscious decision this time uh, to really spend as much time as I could Absolutely, possibly could with the pilgrims themselves. There's a lot of events and things and moments when the bishops get peeled off to be with the other bishops and some of the logistical things. And I just decided, you know, this is my fourth one. I've I spent plenty of time with the bishops. I wanted to spend time actually with the young people. So I, I really felt that I got to walk with them a little bit more closely during during the journey. And yes, even that, you know, in, in the in the trials, I can think of some of the. <laughs> Times we went through trying to get through the, the the train station to get out to one of the events and being crashed in there and crushed in there with a bunch of other people, the the long Saturday all day walk out to the the vigil site, you know, and you know I sweated just along with everybody else, but there was there was I, I got back from it. Uh, The whole experience, and I really, I went into prayer the first morning that I was back before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and just was kind of reflecting over the time and uh, lifting up in prayer individual pilgrims that I knew had particular needs in their lives, and uh, Chris, I did pray for you, by the way. It's not that you need particular needs or that, you know... But especially as he he was we he was just in the process of taking over the leadership of YCP, and we actually had talked about that on the pilgrimage. So I, I prayed for him as well. But there was there was great joy for me, as much as there were hardships. But I don't know. Somehow the hardships bonded us together more closely. We watched people take care of each other, watch out for one another. Sometimes look for somebody who was missing. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was, it was the, the, the solidarity of uh, being together on this experience and experiencing, yeah, the, 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 the difficulties, the inconveniences. Uh, I think just the grace of God was just so much at work. And we could, yeah, we were hot and tired and sweaty and thirsty at times. And, and yet we could laugh about it and, and joke about it and, and, and experience the Lord's presence in that.
1: We're reflecting a little bit on the World Youth Day pilgrimage with Archbishop. And Lexi Torres helped, actually, she organized the event for the Archdiocese of Portland. Chris DeHannick, who is with us from YCP, Young Catholic Professionals Portland, also was on the trip. Lexi, I want to have you share a little bit about just some of the daily routines, or just daily as you got this group together, but you're amidst another 1.5 million people throughout traveling. So you had a small group of 40-some, but yet you're amidst such a large group. Some of the key things that happened during the day that brought your community closer together and bonded one another.
3: Yeah, we were very intentional about really crafting a, a routine and a schedule that you could apply back to your life when you return to the States and return to Portland. So you might not be in Lisbon surrounded by beautiful churches all the time, but you, we have beautiful churches here in Portland as well. We have Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. Every day, somewhere in Portland. So we really wanted to begin every day with Mass at our hostel, which was so special. Like, when I look back on our time, that was some of my favorite memories, was celebrating Mass in the courtyard of our hostel (laughs) together. Um, Usually Archbishop was presiding over it, which is very special as well. And we're sitting in the grass and kneeling in the grass, It's just very... Very unique um, experience there. And then just to spend time chatting with each other. We kind of after Mass every day would begin with a rose and a thorn. So like we said, there were sufferings, but there was so much grace being poured out. And that was important for people to take time and reflect on the day that happened before and see, oh, wow, yeah, it was hot. But I had this great encounter with the Lord and this conversation walking with a pilgrim and how the Lord calls us to do that when we return back to Portland to take time in our day and examine it. So we wanted to help pilgrims do that every day. And then we usually went out and experienced the events that were going on with the millions of other pilgrims. We got to chat with people from countries from all over the world hear their chants. They're more excited to chant USA than us sometimes. Everybody loves to chant USA. So that was always fun. And just to hear people's stories um, and and then get to encounter everyone as well. And the Lord, especially in these these big events like the masses and the Stations of the Cross and the vigils. Um, But I think It was just beautiful to show our pilgrims how the Lord encounters us in the little simple moments of the day as well outside of our our big events that we were encountering at World Youth Day.
1: I think one of the things about a pilgrimage is we think about all the beautiful sights and all of the different spiritual things we'll have out there. But it's, it is really an interior experience. How are you being changed or stretched or what's the Lord speaking to you? And I want to ask you, Chris, as you came, you're taking on a leadership position uh, to serve other young people in their faith, in this secular world of work, possibly, or into their, what's my vocation? How did you hear and experience the Lord within this pilgrimage experience?
4: Well, I think one of the ways was, you know, we were talking about earlier the example that Archbishop Sample had in which he walked with us through all the sufferings. And so, you know, one thing I reflected on in my own prayer life afterwards is that in in a couple different leadership positions that I have... You know that's what I'm called to do too, and and walk with those people in those struggles, whether it is through YCP um, or a couple other groups that I'm a part of, and you know you have to walk with them through their journey of life, and that's what a pilgrimage is. It's a, it's a microscopic, small kind of view of what the journey through life is, and so from a leadership perspective, I think that's one of the things. The other thing is that um, you know with the whole theme of World Youth Day itself is the visitation, and that Mary went with haste, and so one thing I took away as I was interiorly reflecting during the trip itself. Is that when I'm called in, in any kind of form or fashion, whether it's through this this ministry of YCP or or other relationship things or the workplace, whatever it is, when I'm called, you know, I have to make my way with haste as well, just as our mother did, and and to not be afraid of that and to embrace that, and so. I'm speaking in generalizations here, obviously, but that was the other thing, I think, for me too. So, well,
1: and since you bring up our Blessed Mother, I always have to talk and just have, where did Mary encounter you? Because that was part of the theme is really that making haste, that really going and bringing Christ to others. Um, maybe Lexi, for you, because you're not, you're, trying to experience the pilgrimage, but you're responsible for all of these pilgrims. So always on the top of your mind is, where is everybody? Are we all safe? Is everybody in? So, But did you have an opportunity to encounter our Lord and our Blessed Mother through this process?
3: Oh, definitely. I keep telling people as well, I feel I'm, I'm engaged right now. And I feel like helping with World Youth Day was completely vocation prep for me um, as well. And I got to completely lean on Our Lady. Throughout the experience, planning for it, being there, I felt so close to her heart during that whole time. And I really think she was holding all of us pilgrims. When there were moments of, of suffering or confusion or feeling lost, it was great to just lean on her and say, Mary, you take care of us. You mother us right now. Because I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help this person or I don't know how to comfort this person in their suffering. Like, help me to do that. Um, and that was really, really special and chaotic suffering moments to lean on her um, and to know that she's with us, she's holding us. And just like you were saying a moment ago, Chris, uh, a pilgrimage is just a little, you know, a little moment of that in our lives. But Mary wants to mother us every single day in our sufferings and be with us. And that's Our Lady of Sorrows in the grotto here in Portland. Like, that's who she is to us. Um, and I felt, yeah, very close to her, her heart. And I know she was holding the Archdiocese of Portland close in her heart as well during that time.
1: Archbishop, I just have to ask you, because I get excited hearing from young people who, you know, I just think back, boy, I was not anywhere close mm. spiritually to where they are in their faith at that time in my life. But I think you as, a, as our spiritual father to have the opportunity to be with these young men and women and to walk with them as they ask big questions uh, in yeah, their lives. You know, it was,
2: it was, uh, it really, you know, honestly, and I, I say this with with all sincerity, it was one of those kind of, uh, it, was a, it was a life-changing experience for me as well. You know, I I guess part of me, too, was, I mean, when I was their age, uh, you know, when I was, I think I was a college student, undergrad, and then even into graduate school in a secular university, I was, uh, you know, compared to, I think, many of my peers, maybe was a little bit more along the the spiritual journey than than peers, but I didn't have anybody to share that with. You know, I didn't have anybody to walk with me on, on that journey. And so for me, what was so inspiring was to see young people who are, you know, we're all over the place in terms of where we're at on that spiritual journey, but we're, we're, we're fellow pilgrims along the way, and we support each other in, in this experience, and we have these conversations. For me, uh, some of the greatest moments that I, will, that I treasured, really, was when we were walking somewhere. And one of the pilgrims, for whatever reason, would kind of cozy up and start walking with me for a little while, for a little ways, and then they'd have some questions, or maybe some things they're struggling with, you know, things they want to share with me. I, I, I I'm not going to violate people's confidences, but I mean, at Fatima, you know, when we, when we were walking uh, back from a little side pilgrimage we took in at Fatima to go out to the, the old town, if you will, where, where Lucia and the, uh, and Francisco and, and uh, hasintha lived uh, on the way back one of the pilgrims was sharing with me some of a very profound experience that they had they had had you know to the point of tears and 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 this pilgrim was sharing this with me and I was so privileged to be a part of that and to hear that story the other questions, you know, some of the younger pilgrims, maybe they're asking, you know, more uh, questions about the church, about our protocols, and why Bishop why do you, Archbishop, why do you wear that? Why do you do that? But then there's some of the deeper questions, you know, about faith, about how to navigate uh, faith as a young person in the world today, especially, you know, folks that are, are here in, 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 in the Northwest. I would single out maybe some of the metropolitan areas uh, of our archdiocese in particular that are very secular, very uh, relativistic, and it's hard, you know, to to be there uh, and, and to be a faithful Catholic in that environment. So for me, just to be able to to experience the the questions, but also to be inspired by the faith of these young people. I mean, I was, I was humbled actually a number of times along the trip where I was thinking, you know, maybe I'm internally I'm whining and complaining a little bit, and then some pilgrim comes along and shares something about the joy that they're experiencing in this moment, and I'm thinking, oh, you, know, <laughs> you bad archbishop, <laughs> look, at <this. laughs> look at this one young person of faith who just is, is having the time of their life right now, you know, and so I was very inspired by the witness of the faith, and watching these young people pray to see their devotion at mass when we would celebrate mass together, In other places we'd go, and I'd, I'd just witness these, these young people deep in prayer, Ah it's just it gives me it, it it gave me such hope i mean this is I always say to, with with young folks you know you're not the church of the future you we need you now you're the church now and uh yeah you are the church of the future but you're the church now and 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 even myself as an almost now sixty three year old archbishop can be inspired by the witness of faith of of these young people because because they are the church of today and and we're in, we're in good hands
1: mm-hmm I think one of the things you're bringing out is just the importance of Of friendships. I always like to think of holy friendships. And the world isn't going to teach us about how to have holy friendships. We really need to have that fostered, certainly in the family and community. But I think in a pilgrimage like this, you hopefully are going home and then you're connecting. And you have these friendships that you can connect with because you've connected with Christ. He's the center of your relationship. And Lexi, maybe share a little bit about From the beginning, you're in the airport, and now you're coming home, this group of men and women who some of you didn't know each other. And now what happened over the course of seven, eight, nine days? uh, There's a transformation. If we want to talk about Jesus changes everything, Mm -hmm. I imagine there was quite a transformation.
3: Yeah, it was one of my favorite parts, going into the pilgrimage You know, many people didn't know each other, and I spent months just looking at Excel sheets of names, not knowing any of these people. And so it was so beautiful to witness our pilgrims become a family. And that was why, like in the sufferings, and Chris touched upon this as well, like people showed up, they helped each other, they would, you know, give them the cold towel, share their water, share their snack and it was beautiful to see how in the trial that's what made the virtuous friendship grow stronger but then also in the good times and the laughing and just smiling together and in the walking from thing to thing and waiting around playing uno i loved watching some of our younger pilgrims like playing uno with our seminarians it was so fun and well, they were playing they were playing
2: uno we were waiting <laughs> yeah. for the stations of the cross to yeah. start and they were playing uno and some italian pilgrims got in on the game oh, and yeah. we we're teaching them how to play uno
3: It's like those little moments, you just, yeah, it was just so special. And then by the time, you know, we're flying back, it it was just really cool to see how, you know, we started the pilgrimage 10 days before that. And in the airport, everyone's kind of like, I don't know this person or you're a stranger. And by the end, everyone's like, oh, how's it going? Oh, like, can I borrow your blanket or your sweatshirt to keep warm right now? While I like sleep on the airport floor. Like everyone just just bonded so beautifully. And it brought my heart a lot of joy just to see. I felt like a little proud mom, like, oh, look at all my little pilgrims. It became <laughs> a little family.
1: <laughs> I think that is such in any kind of a experience where we have to it's only in the struggles that we grow. And I think where God meets us, where we realize we really depend upon God, it's not all about me, it's not all about that I've got it all together. Um, And I wanna ask you, Chris, working with a group of young men and women with YCP, there is a sense of a mission of bringing these people together to build community so they can be part of the church out in the world to bring light. And, and how do you take that on as, and owning that as part of your mission and your ministry as a young man?
4: Yep. So this is the beauty of of YCP, I think. And if I just say in like one sentence is that it unifies this age segment of the body of Christ. So if you think about all the other parishes that are spread throughout the Portland metro area, you know, a lot of times you're one of only three, four, five young adults that are, you know, maybe in your twenties or thirties, um, that are there that are mass, they maybe see, maybe have relationships with them, maybe you don't. And so what our events do on a monthly basis, and we go around from parish to parish, typically we try to float between the West side and the East side every other month is you're able to meet other young Catholics there. And a lot of people go to this and realize, you know what, I'm not the only young person going to mass and and that cares about my faith. And that's trying to be devout and, you know, that's passionate about it. And so it it brings together. And then, you know, that's when relationships form and um, and then their faith can kind of take off from there. And the other thing, too, is – and this is one thing I think is my – you speak to my goal and my mission in it – is that, you know, we don't want YCP just to be purely for only the young adult Catholics that are going to Mass and participating in the sacraments and doing all those things. We want to invite people that are – curious in the faith that maybe have whatever kind of Christian background or grew up in the faith, maybe fell away from the faith, whatever background it is, um, we want to invite those people to our events. Because when they see other young Catholics that are into their faith, passionate about it, have theological curiosities in it, have healthy dialogue, conversation, um, that's a very good thing. And then the next thing you know, maybe they're going to Mass and then they then then they may gain gain ownership in their faith, too. So I think that's the next catapult that we're we're looking to do. So
2: I want to jump in on that uh, what Chris just said, because that that just resonates so strongly with my heart on evangelization. That's evangelization, you know, and when when Pope Francis calls us to be missionary disciples, this is, what, this is what he's talking about. We can't be just comfortable in our own little enclave where everything is safe and we, everybody is on the same page and we're, we're all just, you know, non-threatened, if you will. You know? So I see YCP, I see our parishes, I see our homes as not just places for the devout and people who are really far along on their spiritual journey and just need to be together and support one another. But it's these things like YCP, like this pilgrimage, are ways to— Invite people in through friendship you know, and relationships because that's where it starts. I, I'm convinced evangelization in our time is going to happen in this way, one by one, relationship by relationship, friendship by friendship. You, you invite somebody to come to something like a YCP event as a friend you know you know this and and they they get together there they realize that hey you know you catholics actually aren't aren't too weird right. <laughs> you know yeah, right. you're like normal people and you like to have fun and you're and you're good to be around and and then that that slowly opens doors you know of, of of faith for others and when we can be there for other people try to answer their questions basically just try to love them mm-hmm. and 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 be friends with them and 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 invite them in answer their, their doubts and their fears as best we can. But I, I, I Chris, I just, I just can't emphasize, I, I'm so glad that that's kind of your focus uh, moving forward as, as head of, uh, of YCP is to, to really engender that spirit within the organization to, in, to invite those that are, you know, maybe aren't quite where, where we are, uh, but they can get there. And, but it starts, it starts with a, a relationship and a friendship and, a, and, a, and an invitation.
1: That's right. That's right. And as we've got just a couple more moments to close up, just a final thought from you, Chris, of now, where do you go? You ha- we we have these experiences. We have these, these mountaintop experiences. And then where does that take us to that next step in your life, in your relationships, in your relationship with Christ? I think that's key, because that relationship is going to fill every other relationship is what's my relationship with my Lord?
4: Yes. So very good question. So one of the good examples of that is for our, for our events, typically they start at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night, once a month. And we're going to start incorporating things like mass, like rosary, like confessions, like adoration prior to the event. So, for example, this is the month of October dedicated to the Most Holy Rosary. At the time we're recording this, um, we, we're today, actually, we're going to be at, at St. Thomas More um, where we'll have Steve Fine as our speaker. That event starts at 7 at 6.30 we'll pray rosary in the church and then go in. And so, and then of course you have, when you talk about the interior and developing the relationship with Christ, um, a lot of that happens too at our two big retreats. And one of those is during Advent and one's during Lent. And they're both at Mount Angel. And so we're, we're really excited for that as well. But but in, in, in our events is including those spiritual levels of it. So you're not just showing up just to a speaker. See or, and, and there's always a level of prayer that's involved in it, too, where we have an opening prayer, a closing prayer. Our patron saint is St. Joseph the Worker, which I think a lot of young people relate to because we're all working and uh, early in our careers. <laughs> and so we always have that St. Joseph's Prayer at the end. But there's, there's a few spiritual things we're going to add, too. So. Yeah.
1: And Lexi, as we come to a close... You know, the heart of the Archdiocese is for everyone. And I love, you know, your mission is to really reach out and to touch those young people and to touch their lives, touch their families, and to bring them closer into the fold. And your hope moving forward now to reach out to that population and to nurture and to grow their hearts for Christ.
3: Yes, it's just been so beautiful to witness how when the pilgrims came back, I know we had a YCP event a couple weeks later, and it was cool to see. I think there were like 10 or 15 pilgrims who were at that YCP event. And like Archbishop was saying, friendship is so key to that. And so our relationship with Christ comes first. So those pilgrims came back and their hearts were on fire from the Lord still. They were still so in love with the Lord and everything that he had done in their hearts during that time and was continuing to do. And then they gathered together at an event like YCP and you can just see the joy and excitement in their hearts. Um, And I think that's the key here is to always return to Christ, always return to the sacraments, to mass, to spending time with him. Let that fuel you so you can then go out and share his love with your family, your friends, and especially those who don't know him yet.
1: Amen. I love that witness. Well, this continues to fire my heart, and I Amen. hope our listeners as well to continue to pray, continue for p- vocations to be stirred within this community that just came back on pilgrimage, but for all of our young people to get a better openness to the Lord so that they will respond like our Blessed Mother in the visitation. Would you help us close with your blessing, yes, please? Yes, just
2: on that last point, I'm not going to call them out, but as as we finish this recording later today, I'm going to be meeting with one of the pilgrims who's discerning now a vocation, so the fruit of of prayer. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit. And may the
2: blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen.
1: Amen. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may God give you peace.
0: You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app.